Hello, sweet friend. I am so glad you're here. I'd like to personally welcome you to Opting Out. And before we get started, I want to invite you to grab something special that makes you feel warm, whether that is something that you like to drink or something that you like to snack on as we go on this journey together. This podcast is something that's very near and dear and has come from a bunch of different things that have come together for us to be able to come together today. And so with that, I'd like to invite you to get comfortable, to open up and receive whatever it is that's here for you today. Today, either I'm going to be talking or we're going to have a guest that's here to share their story. And bear in mind, anyone can be a guest. So if something here speaks to you, or if you have something you'd like to share, please reach out because we'd love to hear from you. And with that, I'd like to open this up and allow you to enjoy opting out the extraordinary zone. Extraordinary Zone. This is another adventure startup segment. It has been a while, you guys, since we've actually done one of these traditional podcasts. And I am super excited that we are able to have a guest this time. I don't even think I've done a regular podcast in a while. And so I am super excited to introduce you to my wonderful new friend. I mean, I feel like we're BFFs and sisters because we've spent so much time. And it's interesting, like a lot of people in the virtual space, right? Um, we've spent so much time on Clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard of Clubhouse before. If not, Google it. It is an amazing platform that allows you in your business and in your personal life and in all areas to be able to just really expand, meet people, spread out, get your voice heard, practice speaking, all of that stuff. But I met this lovely, lovely lady um, while just my you know adventures in Clubhouse. And um, through the course, she's invited me to share panels and stages with her. We've We've spoken, um, you know, off, offline as well on the phone, and hopefully we'll be meeting in real life, as they say, IRL. <laughs> um, but her story is absolutely amazing. And I'm, actually, she's Dr. Susie, by the way. <laughs> and she has launched this amazing new brand. And we're going to jump right in and just hear from her and just hear kind of what she's doing and also be encouraged on how we can put her journey, get in her community, and also do some of the things that you're wanting to do that may be similar. So with that, Dr. Susie, I'm so glad you are with us. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much, Kanisha, for um, allowing me to share this stage, I don't know, stage with you, <laughs> this space with you. And um, I'm so excited to be on, on your show. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. And what I'm so excited to have people here is just, let's talk about this brand. Tell us about this new brand that you are just launching, what, just, just this last week, right? Yes. So I literally just launched it two days ago. And um, so I'll give you a little bit of a backstory that, you know, I feel like every, every brand has a backstory. And in my case, um, it stemmed from, so I've basically been a stay-at-home mom for the past 10 years. Um, even though I have an advanced degree in industrial organizational psychology, I kind of put that by the wayside to just focus on my family. But um, along that journey, I kind of lost myself. And I, as I've talked to more women and moms, I find that that's a very common thing because we, 
literally we become so-and-so's mom, so-and-so's wife, and we no, no longer have our own unique identity. And um, so much of our friendships are tied up in the mom uh, friends <laughs> of your kids' friends. Mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. so anyways, I found myself in this world of kind of superficial relationships and um, where I was just, I was, I was kind of a doormat, you know, to be quite blunt. Um, I felt that way in my relationship with my partner for a, a long time. And even in my relationship with my children, that because of my kind of people pleasing nature, I was being taken advantage of. And I really didn't have those boundaries. And um, there was a crazy uh, series of events that unfolded, starting with a huge argument between me and my spouse that really, you know, shook the foundation of our marriage, um, leading to me kind of deciding that I'm not going to be quiet anymore. And so I got loud. Um, at the time, it was specifically about politics. And a lot of people did not appreciate the sentiments that I was sharing on um, Facebook lives or in the political canvassing that I was doing. And as a result, I got haters, um, one of whom um, basically cyber bullied me. She uh, spread rumors about me, which wound up eventually, and I believe leading to my kids being removed from their school, um, me feeling a little bit like the black sheep in the community where a lot of my friends had dropped me. <laughs> it was, it was really, really. And then at the same time, my relationship with my spouse was, you know, on the, on the fritz. So I was not in a good place, but from that, I realized I was like, I need to make a dramatic change in my life here. I thought that everything was just going along splendidly. And, but in reality, I was, you know, trying to be this Pinterest perfect mom and that just doesn't exist, you know? And so I felt like I was failing. I dealt with depression and here I would wonder to myself, why am I depressed? You know, I hear my life is so perfect. I'm so lucky to be able to be a stay at home mom, but in reality, I, so I've heard, and I think that this is a very true statement, but that the opposite of depression isn't necessarily happiness, it's purpose. And that was one thing that I lacked outside of, you know, uh, having my kids as like a source of my purpose. I needed something that was just mine. And so um, I was like, I need to reclaim my life. I need to take control. I need to be in the driver's seat. I need to start doing things like a savage. And so that kind of um, got a light bulb in my head. I was like, you know what? I got to do everything like a savage. I've got to, you know, be momming like a savage. I have to, you know, hustle like a savage. I got to, you know, get my finances in order so that if, you know, the shit hit the fan, I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. <laughs> You're if, good. <laughs> if, yeah. If the shit hit the fan. Like I wouldn't be, you know, in a terrible position financially, you know, I couldn't ha stand my ground and have my independence. And I, um, so at that moment I said, you know, I could imagine, I, I think there are a lot of people that want greater ownership over their lives. A lot of people that feel like they're not in the driver's seat and want control again and want to start doing things like a savage. And as like, this needs to be a lifestyle brand where mm -hmm. people wear mm -hmm. it and they're proud because this means that this is what they stand for. 
that they're mm-hmm. not going to take any any more BS from people. They're going mm-hmm. to live by their own rules. And so I um, I trademarked like a savage. And then um, I was getting things in motion to try to get an e-commerce site up. But mm-hmm. even before that, I another thing, another passion of mine that kind of unfolded was I was like, I should really... Um, I really want to connect with other moms on a deeper level here. I had had kind of these superficial friendships mm-hmm. and they all went by the wayside. And I thought about it. I was like, no wonder they were superficial. I really didn't share things that were important to me, the kinds of things that were keeping me up at night. Um, and I was like, I, I want to have a community where I could talk about those things because I guarantee you that other women want to talk about those things too. If I'm feeling this way, guaranteed there are other people that feel this way. And I, and you know, you know, mom and ain't easy. Like we need all the help we can get (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we don't need competition. We don't need, you know, comparison. I mean, comparison, honestly, I feel like is the death of happiness, you know? And, And so, um, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're doing so good. It's so true. I'm with you. And it's so true. I mean, it's what's really interesting, especially being, you know, meeting you and being a lot of the conversations that you've started on Clubhouse, where you started connecting with other moms and sharing kind of what's going on with you and allowing us all a platform and a place to also share what's going on with us. And I started hearing some of the same stories. Like I went through a transitional period where I realized I was people pleasing and, and I wasn't going to get anywhere. And I, I kind of I heard for me in, in my faith, I, I felt like I was being spoken to and I was told, you know, you, you can't do what you're, you're amazing and be trying to please everyone else. You know, how are you going to serve anyone if you're not speaking the truth? And mm-hmm. that really struck me because, you know, it, 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 it can keep, keep peace, right? Um, when you tell people what they want to hear or you say things to kind of keep things, you know, even keel, but that doesn't mean that what's going on underneath that's being addressed. And so how right. am I helping someone if I see something and I don't say anything? And that goes for my children. What am I teaching them? So you definitely right. to suppress your voice. Right. Yes. <laughs> to tell them that, like, you know what, you can speak up if something's not right. And, you know, I got to thinking and, and you know, I've, it's so neat how we're all in these parallel journeys together. This is what I love about like this podcast and your podcast that you, you've got going on, which we're going to talk about, too. And and your room that you have on Clubhouse is one, a space for people to speak. And when you let people speak up, you start hearing that we all have the same stories. Like I've been cyberbullied too, because, you know, I was expressing or, or, or doing something that people didn't agree with, you know, and, and ended up getting that, you know, uh, lash back and, and, and being, you know, spoken horribly to. And what's interesting is they talk about it from the children's perspective of it being hard, but it's, it's hurtful when anybody comes at you like that, you know, at any age. And so um, I'm so glad that these things are being spoken about, that there's legislation happening that's saying that it's not okay to, you know, do that, even from that perspective, it's not okay to do that because of the the damage it causes. And I just love that our voices are being heard and there are more platforms to speak them out. And so I'd love for you, you were talking about um, how, you know, you, you had this brand and you, you wanted to share that out there and, and a lot of people that have this, you know, um, genuine pride about themselves and finding out what they have. And then you said you also wanted to connect, make real connections because you realized with your people pleasing, you you really weren't able to voice your opinion. And so how did that happen when you were able to start making those real connections? Honestly, you know, Clubhouse <laughs> came into mm-hmm. my life at just the right time because um, basically the majority of my friendships had kind of 
gone by the wayside. And here mm-hmm. I was in a very, very lonely place. And, um, you know, really, really needing connection. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't getting that at home. I wasn't getting that from friends. And um, I found Clubhouse. And I, it was just such an amazing platform to be able to speak your truth, because, partly because uh, they're not seeing your face. You know what I mean? It's not quite like Instagram where you're just trying to show off, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were all these spaces with all these people that had similar stories and that were sharing their stories and being so vulnerable. And I think when you share your story and when you are vulnerable, it just makes other people feel comfortable to do the same. And so that's like what I've come to do in my own rooms. I I tell them point blank what I've been through and how I've, you know, managed to overcome and how I dealt with depression and how I dealt with this, that, and the other. And I feel like every time I do it resonates with at least one person who can say, oh my gosh, I've been there. I, you know, it's so nice to know that I'm not alone because there are so many people that are going through these things and they feel like they're alone because Mm -hmm. it's just not talked about enough, you know? Oh yes. That is so true. And you had mentioned how like a lot of your, your friendships, when you started speaking up, how a lot of your friendships went by the wayside. And you know, what's interesting is that um, with what you were saying and having that space, I think a lot of people are in these relationships in their lives where they're almost in that imprisonment, right? They're not really speaking what's going on with them. And so that can be lonely. You can be surrounded by a bunch of people and still feel very lonely because you're not speaking your truth or what you're going through. Cause you think, you know, and like you said about Instagram or even, you know, what we know about social media is like someone called it the highlight reel. So if you're, you know, not looking- It's only the highlights. Exactly. (laughs) You think something's wrong with you and then you don't want to tell anybody because you're like, I don't want them to think that I'm the, the weirdo, but everybody, actually struggles, but we don't put that on display. And Clubhouse mm-hmm. is an amazing place. And it's just, it's so neat how during um, the pandemic and everything that this kind of, you know, rose from those, you know, that situation where people, everybody was vulnerable. It doesn't matter where you were in your life, your economic or whatever background you were, everybody was lonely and and wanted to reach out and, and hear from other people. And this platform provided that. And unlike, you know, what we were coming used to in social media, it's two-sided. You can be it's almost like a support group, right? You can be in communication back and forth within this virtual setting. And so I've witnessed, I've actually been to her rooms, you guys, and we'll put some links up so you can check it, check it all out because it's an amazing place for so many different things. Um, but I would also love to, to talk about kind of the community that you've been building. I've been seeing it grow very steadily. From, hey, I know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm proud of my community. <laughs> Tell us about that. And it all goes together with the, the um, Like a Savage brand. Yes. Yeah, so um, I have the Mom and Like a Savage community on Clubhouse, which has about 1.7K members. And Woo! then I have, uh, I know, I have almost 400 <laughs> members of my Facebook community, my Mom and Like a Savage Facebook community. And um, I, you know, it's just one of those things that's steadily grown. I have weekly rooms on Tuesdays and Thursdays around 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I talk about, you know, a broad, broad range of topics. I mean, we've gone into heavy things like, you know, how trauma shapes parenting, you know, raising Mm -hmm. black and brown 
children mm-hmm. in a divided mm-hmm. nation, you know? Mm-hmm. I <laughs> like, love your topics. I think you did a bullying. Like really heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then as well as like the lighthearted, you know, wine mm-hmm. hours and coffee mm-hmm. hours and, you know, mm-hmm. ways to juggle work-life balance, that kind of stuff. And um, I think because I've covered such a breadth of topics, I've really gotten a breadth of people. And mm-hmm. I, I try to curate these rooms that I have so that I am, it's not just me jabbering on because I'm not an expert on all these things. I, I try to bring in experts, you know, like I had a room on, you know, how to talk to your kids about sex and their bodies. And I brought in like two people who are, um, experts in, you know, talking to kids about sex <laughs> and That's awesome. uh, same thing. Right. And same thing about like relationship experts on a room about rekindling the spark after, you know, you have kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are so, so many topics that can fall under the purview of parenting and marriage that, um, you know, I, I can, I could go on. (laughs) I have a laundry list of things that I still want to touch upon, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think that that has drawn, uh, definitely some people to, to join. And the, I have people that just come regularly too, because they're always getting something from, from the room or, or so they say to me. And honestly, for me too, I get so much out of it. I literally, in one of the rooms that I hosted, it was, um, how trauma shapes your parenting. Mm -hmm. Mm I, um, I have, I felt like I had a therapeutic breakthrough. (laughs) I bet you did. That's such a good topic. Um, right. And, and I, and we you know, I, I went into it really quickly. Mm-hmm. I went into it thinking, oh, well, you know, I really haven't faced any trauma, you know, mm-hmm. so this really mm-hmm. doesn't apply to me. I was like, you can listen to these other people talk, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. I, as I was doing research leading up to it, and as mm-hmm. I um, started talking about it, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, trauma isn't just necessarily like physical assault, sexual mm-hmm. assault. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. also micro traumas, you know, mm-hmm. and Honestly, so Mm -hmm. I um, immigrated here when I was four and a half from Korea. I was adopted. Mm -hmm. And so many Mm -hmm. people could say the fact that my mom gave me up for adoption (laughs) Mm -hmm. is a traumatic Mm -hmm. event and could Mm -hmm. affect my parenting. And that could be Mm -hmm. why I'm like this kind of, or had been kind of this helicopter parent, you know? Right. It does shape that. Yep. You're right. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say a lot of studies are showing that too, that like, like emotional things that happen to us as little, even babies you know, have some sort of things that are happening um, on the neural level and, and, and emotionally um, they're showing is actually a lot more impactful than even a physical um, struggle. And they're saying even like physical struggles have an emotional uh, impact. And so they're seeing, you know, old days of get over it, you know, emotions or this or that are kind of coming over because they're saying how important um, those things are and how they affect us even going into, you know, later in life. So that's definitely a, a true statement. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that, um, the community has grown just in response to the fact that I really feel like I bring good content to, um, the rooms that I curate and, um, yeah. So the people that I have keep coming back and the audience keeps growing because I'm always having a diverse range of topics to appeal to different audiences. So that is a good point. So if any of you are interested in building a community, definitely talking about things that are important, like even like you just said, you picked a topic that you didn't even think really applied to you because you thought it was something that was going to serve the community that you were growing. And so I think that is so neat to serve your community first. 
um, rather than oneself. And a lot of people, you know, it can get very easy to serving oneself whenever you're out there. Um, so that's such a good example. And that actually leads me to the other question, um, how you'd mentioned how this brand showed up and all of the struggles you were having and, and realizing that you had kind of put yourself so last that you weren't even nourishing yourself in any way, you're mentally, physically, emotionally, you just were depleted. And um, you found that it was time to start finding ways to do all the things, right? You can still be a mom and be a wife, but also be Susie. <laughs> yes. And what Susie can <laughs> Well, and finally be Susie. Finally yeah. be Susie. That's what it was, you know? Yes. Uh, and that is so important. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. And so I, like, I honestly felt, I remember there were times when I would, you know, when I was in these depressive states and I would literally look in the mirror and I would say, you know, who is this woman? Like, I don't even recognize you anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I, once, you know, kind of the shit hit the fan, it was like, I, I didn't have to pretend anymore. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. I didn't have to put forward this false front to appear like some kind of Stepford wife, Pinterest perfect mm -hmm. mom anymore. And it almost like, un, you know, unshackled me. And allowed mm -hmm. me to like have my reclaim my voice. And yeah. when I did that, I um that I started just pouring out content. I I started writing and I guess journaling, but I was typing on my computer, and that led to like the birth of my blog, which mm -hmm. I launched back in September. And blog and podcast. And these were things that I had always thought about doing, you know, blog, podcast, you know, being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I never, I never thought that I could partly because, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of pigeonholed into this mom role mm -hmm. and you, and you also start doubting your own capabilities. I mean, first mom brain, but second of all, just because you're doing all these things every day. I always say that being a mom sometimes feels like being Sisyphus, pushing this giant rock up the mm -hmm. hill, but never mm -hmm. actually reaching the summit because the laundry never goes away. The dishes mm -hmm. never go away, you mm -hmm. know? And mm -hmm. quite frankly, I'm not great at that stuff because that's not what I'm passionate about, mm -hmm. you know? It's not your zone and, of but, genius. <laughs> and that is okay. Yes. I think that's the thing that we need to hear more of is that, you know, the, the, the old days or the 50s or whenever, you know, media started happening and trying to showcase these women who are at home and that's all they did. And they kept this pristine home and had a cocktail for their husband when they got back or their partner when they got back from being at home. And those of you who are, who are also homemakers, now it's like, you can do all the things. You can have a side hustle. You can be at home. You can even work your nine to five be at home with your children. Like, I love that it's challenging, um, you know, what things were. And, you know, the, the, the most hurtful thing as a, as a stay-at-home parent is when you're made to feel that it's on a real job. <laughs> because oh my gosh. you're not that's bringing what, in that's real what money. <laughs> that, well, I'll tell you a little statistic I, I read um, on salary.com. If according to salary.com, if a stay-at-home parent were paid what they should be paid, given the amount of work that they do, um, they would be paid about $178,000 a year. Yes, and, that sounds uh, about right. Yeah. Yes. And because, I've actually... You know, Use as a, oh, I shouldn't say an, an argument, but as a point, is like because there's financial benefit to what we do. So, for example, childcare is expensive. <laughs> yes. Laund laundry, if you had to pay to like send it to a laundry service, if you had to pay for a dishwasher and a chef yep. and a chauffeur, Cooking, yes. you would be, yep. you know, bleeding money. 
it's, it's true. Like, Facebook knows what they were doing whenever they set up their whole thing where you can get your laundry done and food delivered to you and everything set up for you <laughs> when, yes. when you when you're working there. Like there's something to like having those 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 uh, basic um, and comfortable needs met. And then we have a partner that's doing that. Um, and also, you know, in charge of, you know, educating, you know, your children or in charge of making sure that the, the bills are getting paid or that, you know, things are being situated or things are being taken care of. I mean, that that's like a personal assistant and everything, all bunch of stuff all at once. And so I, what I love is that that is shifting because I've, you know, even at some point felt a little bit that way too, you know, when you leave the workforce and you, you know, want to focus on raising your children um, because who's going to do a better job, right? Then, right. <laughs> then us, right? And um, and what I love is I'm I'm hearing a lot more support for that. Actually, I was actually I was in a clubhouse room, and I mean we homeschool our children. And when I first you know was saying that like that's what I wanted to do, and I I said that pretty much probably before my first one was born. Um, and I wasn't homeschooled. I didn't have any background in it, but I just had an instinct. And that's one thing that actually I encourage people to like listen to your instincts, especially when it comes to your children and your family. Um, but I had said that I wanted to do it and we got a lot of pushback for it. And now, <laughs> uh, we were in a clubhouse room and, um, I'm forgetting his name right now, the 10 X guy, what's his name? <laughs> um, but, um, the 10 X guy, Google that, um, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he, who's very, very popular and big and people follow and read all his stuff and listen to him speak because, you know, he's known, you know, to help people be successful. Um, we're saying that they actually started homeschooling their own children um, and they were paying a whole lot of money for a private school and said that, you know, if anybody's going to mess up their children, <laughs> it might as well be us. Then that's depending in, on someone else who, you know, would be probably worse. And like to have people like that who are in the public eye and listen to and, and, and regard and valued, let's say more than my voice. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's really neat to start hearing more of that. And, and it really supports like what you're doing, like your brand. And it's like, I feel like it goes underneath what you're doing to lift up and further validate. And that's sad that we have to do that, but like really validating and, and giving credibility um, to what we're doing. Cause then, you know, people do, then we'll be open and we'll be listening to that. Um, and that also brings me to something we were talking about. And I would love our listeners or watchers to hear this because one of the things I've heard about a lot of people who have these goals and because of whatever's going on in their lives, they feel like they have to put them aside. Well, when, when my children are older or when, when um, my husband is in this situation or my partner's in this situation, then I will go for this thing I've always wanted to do. And there's always a waiting until, waiting until, and oftentimes it doesn't get done. And and people start feeling like their, their voices and what they want is, is not important. And that's not necessarily true, but that's what it feels because you're putting others and everything else above with something that is really wanting to get out of you. And I love something you said. I feel like it should be your battle cry. Reclaim your voice. Yes, <laughs> <important>. yes. <laughs> But for you, when you started, when this this dream, this was starting to kind of bubble up inside of you, you said about a year ago, I think, you know, what yeah. would you recommend to people who, who are feeling that way and still haven't quite broken through, right? Met that escape velocity, if you will, <laughs> to, 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 well, to getting out there. <laughs> okay, what would I say? <laughs> I think I would say, um, you know, it's never too late to try something new. And it's never too late to try to pursue your dreams, figure out what your dream is. Um, there are so many paths to finding your why. And a lot of times your, your mess is your message. And, you know, for me, that was the case. I, um, 
I wanted to serve people like me. I wanted to speak to Susie from 10 years ago and say, don't allow yourself to be a doormat. You know, Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. um, allow yourself to give up everything for your family. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. okay to give up some things, but you shouldn't give up yourself, you know? And it's not an either or situation. I think that's the lie that's out there. You know, you don't have to, to, to sacrifice one to do the other. There's so right. much out there to do it all. And I think that's such a good, good, good point. And so what helped you? Like, cause you know, we know there's that naysaying voice, whether that's internal or external, you know, whatever situation is that, that wants to deter us from doing the thing we've always wanted to do. And so how did you get to a point to where you were really able to overcome it and, and really start moving forward with what you wanted to do? Okay. So I definitely battled. I vacillated between go, go, go. I've got this to like, Oh no, this is never going to make money. This is never going to, you know, turn into anything. I'm never going to finish this. Right. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, part of it is it's really important to have at least somebody in your circle that's on your side, right. That is your cheerleader. Um, because there's always going to be naysayers in your life. Unfortunately, I even had that in my own house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so that's Mm -hmm. really hard because that's like a daily reminder of, or Mm -hmm. of somebody telling you that Mm -hmm. you can't do this this and be successful, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's someone close to you. And so it's hard to not take that to heart and start believing it. And, um, but um, I was very fortunate to have a couple of friends and then also find this clubhouse community um, mm-hmm. that really was on board with the things and the messages that I was imparting. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I, I said to a couple of them, I was like, I honestly feel like, you know, I'm the wrestler and you're like the person in the corner, like pouring yeah. Gatorade in my mouth and rubbing my shoulders. <laughs> like, I need that so badly mm-hmm. to like help motivate me. But I was also really motivated because, you know, there's a couple of great things. Um, one is that um, the there are other people out there doing what it is, what it is that you want to do, and they're doing it only simply because they believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like why, why, you know, everyone says, why, why you, why should you be able to be successful? You know, Mm -hmm. but you need to start saying to yourself, why not me? What if everything that I want could come to fruition? You know, there Mm -hmm. is so much to be said about, um, you know, just retraining your neural pathways to like really manifest things. You start believing Mm -hmm. you will eventually start achieving, you know, you put in the hard work Mm -hmm. and you spend, you know, the man hours and you do the research to get the things done and work on it every day, you will get there. I swear to you because I had, yeah, I had so, so many doubts. I, um, and so like I had intended to launch my blog or like I got the idea of a blog and a podcast in my head in November of last year. And I started working on it and I was like, Oh, I'm going to launch in January. And then that didn't happen. I was like, I'm going to launch in February. And then that didn't happen. And part of it was because I was still talking from a wounded place, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever heard uh, Brene Brown, I think she says something along the lines of, you need to talk from the scar, not from the wound, you know? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I was in a place where I was kind of ranting and I didn't have my solution yet. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, but once I started kind of fine tuning my message and really getting down to the details and, and got to a place where I could tell my story without breaking down in tears, mm-hmm. you know, that was the point at which I could start press the trigger button. And then mm-hmm. the final thing too, is I say, you just, you, you need to do it. You need to just press the go button mm-hmm. because it is so easy to get caught up in trying to perfect things, trying yeah. to make things like, you know, picture perfect, but you have to remind yourself like Apple, when they, their first model didn't look anything like today's <laughs> iPhone, mm-hmm. you know, Apple mm-hmm. one was not, and you know, and so these things are iterative. You, you put yep. it out there and then you can work on it as you go. And, and that's what improve. I've been doing. And it's a learning process. It is. And I can even say too, and I've had a lot of podcast conversations. I've been on panels where people want to start them and they feel like it has to be perfect or it has to be on a schedule. My podcast obviously is on a schedule and I get quite a few listeners. I feel like when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing it and you're doing it from a genuine place, like everything else falls into place. It's like it does. I've seen it. You just said it. You can look up things like the four minute mile. And I think that's a, a suggestion I would give to anyone who's listening and watching or and or both. Um, and you feel like you want to do this thing and you've got this barrier, like watch things with stories about people that are doing exactly what you're trying to do in some form, whether that's recent or even way back. There's so many testimonies of people who did amazing things. Like I spent time when I was having a really hard time um, myself, uh, I would watch a lot of um, stories about people, you know, uh, uh, heroes of faith. For example, one of my favorite stories is George Miller. You've heard of him. He's awesome look him up. I won't go in details, but like what he did was amazing. Like, like, I think he saved like, like tens of thousands of orphans. He's one person. Right. And, yeah. and had a lot of resistance and, and a lot of struggle because what he was doing was, you know, really getting into this and messing with the status quo back then in that time. And so I go and watch the stories of people who, who have done it and, and, yeah. and see that you're not crazy whenever you have resistance, because when you're doing something that you're supposed to be doing, you're going to have resistance. That's just, part of it but it also makes us stronger just like when you work out at a gym right <laughs> you know the resistance right. allows you to be able to do more right and pro- you know you you have to remember progress doesn't fa- go in a straight line you know mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. ups and downs to get to that point and um yep. Yep. and then the other thing is it's easy to think you know there's so much other competition in this space. Like for example, my blog is really in the mom space, you know, and there are Mm -hmm. tons of mom blogs out there, you know, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, like nobody out there is exactly like me. Nobody out there, Mm -hmm. right. Nobody out there has exactly my message and says it in the same way. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are following me that aren't following those big people. Right. Or that um, really resonate with my particular message. Mm -hmm. And so when you are trying to pursue whatever that goal may be, you know, you got to think about um, racehorses, Mm -hmm. you know, they wear blinders for a reason, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if they spent all their time looking side to side at their competition, they wouldn't be able to reach their goal and do right. it fast. It'll affect their right? performance. Exactly. That is so true. And yes, comparison that is in, in, in posture syndrome and all that junk is just inhibitors yeah. for us being able to run at our best. And to me, it shouldn't matter who's watching, right? Just run at your best. And you yeah. let that other stuff take care of itself. You know, if you have a message that's in you, if you have a thing or something that you're trying to do that's in you, then you just do your thing and let the other stuff take care of itself. 
I feel like that's as it does. It does. And one of the best things is a, a preacher. He's not live anymore. I loved listening and still love listening to him. And he says, we're all meant for a purpose. Like we were all created. Every yeah. single person on this entire planet has been created with a purpose. We are not some accident waiting to happen somewhere. I love right. that. <laughs> and I know. I always true. say, Go ahead. I always say everyone was born with their unique gifts, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, God didn't put you on this earth to be mediocre. You know, you have something that's special about you that only you can share. You can you know? Exactly. In your space, in your zone, in your thing. And to me, when we're, we're looking over here and we're not looking at what we can do, it, it does. It takes away from what we're doing. Love that. I love that. And I think that's a great message because so many struggle with that. So how can people get in your community? How can they connect with you? Um, like then find you because I know they're resonating with you. And you're like, we need to go in her Aww. room. So guess what, guys? She opens up her stages for everyone to share. So yes, everybody's got something to say, and she loves hearing from you. So please definitely connect in. Where do they find you? Okay, well, you can find me on multiple platforms. I'm That's all over the map. Um, so you can find me obviously on Clubhouse, which we talked about, and my handle is Susie Talk. S U Z I T A L K. And, um, the, so, and I'm Susie talk across pretty much all my platforms. So, um, I have my website, um, my blog, which is www.susietalk.com. And I say, it's like a Ted talk only it's me, Susie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, I have, you know, you can find me on Instagram, Susie talk. Um, I just started doing some videos on TikTok. I'm like, you know, YouTube, um, and then, of course, my brand new e-commerce brand. You can um, find my merchandise there. And I'm actually sporting here. I'll show you my tank top. Woo, Mom that and is Savage. beautiful. I yeah, love it. and it's you know honestly, this is like so comfortable, true to size, and it's um, you know I I you could dress it up or down. You could wear it to the gym. You could wear mm-hmm. it going out um, for drinks mm-hmm. with the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried sporting it a few different ways and it's, it's really comfortable, lightweight, um, and it's already pre-washed so it doesn't shrink. Oh, nice. And, yeah. <laughs> yes, I actually have one. So you'll be seeing me sporting that pretty soon too. Yay! <laughs> yes. And, um, so I'm going to, ha- I have these, uh, tank tops. I also have this, I think it's so funny and cute. Oh, oh, that is okay. Uh, Pooping there it like is. a savage onesies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that then is I have, adorable. Um, I, I'm actually getting a new delivery of the um, Sip Like a Savage insulated wine tumblers. And so check it out at www.shoplikeasavage.com. And Ooh. I hope to expand my product line, like, you know, shop like a savage tote bags and, you know, hustle like a savage shirts. There, anything you do, you could do it like a savage. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's like a battle cry. And right. you know, like reclaim your voice. And so if this is speaking to you, and I know it is, make sure you're connecting with Susie Talk and all the things. And you'll see the links. We'll have it on, on the website as well. And you'll, you know, we'll have seen it as well um, um, underneath when she's talking. So um, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, thank you, Kanisha. I yeah. can't wait to meet you in person. I feel like you're just... You're like a, a sister from another mister, you know, we I have agree. so much, we, we're in such alignment, you know, we were meant to yes. meet each other. I am excited. We are making our way down that way soon, especially <laughs> with, the, with it getting so cold. 
um, yeah. in other areas. So I'm super excited to do that too. And we're going to be able to just like have so much to talk about and invite everybody in. And so that gravitational field, right, just gets bigger when you get in person yes. with people that you um, that you really resonate with. And I just love what happens like um, yes. with that. So yes, and thank you all for watching or listening. You guys connect in and opt out with us. You know what that's all about. And if you've forgotten, it means do your extraordinary. Don't let anything stop you. And what you do cannot, it won't be like anyone else because you're the only you there is. And so do it like a savage. <laughs> yes, and, do it like a savage. Yes, <laughs> and just opt out and get your people, get your community. Um, it can start with a community of two. We'll be in your community. Reach out to us so that we can connect you. We are people people. So we can connect you with whoever it is you need, whatever experts, you know, to, for you to be able to feel like you've got what you need to get started. So the time is yes. now. And, um, and we're so I, glad you, go ahead. I just want to <laughs> chime in on that. I am one of those people. I just, I want to help people. I want you mm-hmm. to succeed. So if you are, if you have some dream and things have been holding you back, um, I, I've done the blog, you know, I, mm-hmm. I built the community. I, mm-hmm. you know, launched the e-commerce brand. If you guys need help, feel free to slide into my DMS at Susie talk. Um, on mm-hmm. Instagram, and I am happy to help in any way I can. Yes, and she's done the PhD thing with the family, so um, <laughs> definitely <laughs> reach out. It's never too late, or you're never too anything to do what you're you're called to do. It's your call. So with that, we're so glad you came. We love you. We'll see you next time. Hello, sweet friend. You just heard another installment of Opting Out the Extraordinary Zone, where you are always invited to the party. Make sure to check out our social media and our website so you can follow up with our recent guests, as well as all the other things we have going on. We do have an email list, so make sure to sign up so you can stay in the know. And on that note, we will definitely see you in the next installment. And you, yes, you are extraordinary.
that's just like mind blown. You know what I mean? We're supposed to hug each other. 